DW Dochevelle Pulse Hello and a warm welcome to Pulse. I'm Eunice Wanjiro in Bonn, Germany. On today's show, we meet the queen of shea butter in Uganda. And young men and women in northern Ghana venture into modeling despite it being regarded as taboo. To find out all that and more, stay tuned to Pulse. <laughs> We kick off in Uganda, where due to high unemployment among young people, 27-year-old Sandra Letio has lived by the old English adage of when the going gets tough, the tough get going. She was among the many young Ugandans beaten by high unemployment and poverty. After continuous frustrations and stress because she failed to get a job, Sandra decided to set up her own business, manufacturing shea butter products, and thus create her own employment opportunity. Frank Higa went to meet her in Kampala. We are in the industrial area, a business hub for manufacturing companies in Kampala City. Sandra is excited about her new business. She explains how she started with just $15. But for her, money was not the key. The biggest capital she possesses is her brain. Shea butter is a nut. It grows like a mango tree. When it starts uh, fruit, giving fruit, it gives for every season, just like a mango tree does. You're able to harvest every single year out of it. Most of the homesteads have it. Most of them do not know the use of it. So most of them are just only eating the for sauce. But also it's very good medically, but also via the skin. It has vitamin E's and F that can help the skin in a great way. So it's where I capitalized from, it's where I picked out my idea from. That's why I say I specialize them in, in cosmetics. Sandra's business has grown from hawking door-to-door to opening 10 product outlets across the country in only two years. She's the founder and CEO of Pelere Group Limited. She's also the coordinator of the Commonwealth Alliance for Young Entrepreneurs in East Africa. She says young people should never be scared to start small. It's determination focus and persistence that will see them blossom. First of all, I said this when I was jobless. I was looking for employment like anyone else at the time when I started. And I'm able now to say, yes, I'm the CEO of the company and I'm earning a salary from it. I think I'm excited to see products, policy products on market. I use the products and I'm so confident about them. And I, I trust me, I believe, because also at that time I saw very many products on the market which were just imported in. But I'm so much sure in the next few years our local community here will be able to like the products it's from Uganda. For me, I'm just telling young people, just rise up wherever you are because you're the hope of the future, you're the hope of Uganda. And with that, I say just start with what you have and take those baby steps just like the way I did. Then the other thing is don't minimize anything. Do whatever you find, make your hands dirty, and I believe you can succeed. Above all, pray to God, you will succeed. From the people who use her products to the farmers who sell her the shea butter nuts, Sandra has come to be nicknamed the Queen of Shea Butter. Hawa Kagoya is an ardent user of shea butter products. 
the mother of two, tells me she has no regrets about using Sandra's cosmetics. I've been using the products, both the soap and the cream, for about six months now. The soap not as regularly because she's still trying to perfect the product. So oftentimes it's not as available. But for the cream, we use it daily. Uh, I use it with the children. I have two girls. I had tried to use various products because we all have eczema and at some point one product kind of works then after a month or so I think the body kind of gets used to it and then it doesn't give me what I want so I decided to try her product, the cream and it works perfectly I don't have to combine it with any other medical creams it doesn't change the complexion I, I am very happy with the product it's not very scented because my girls have allergies to scents and they haven't had any problems so far so I can vouch for it 100%. The Uganda Industrial Research Institute is trying to address the problem of youth unemployment. Dennis Ongoria is the marketing and communications manager. There are many enterprises that are trying to run a business but they do not have quite a number of support mechanisms. They need to be nurtured in form of supporting them in training them to be able to get the required skills and capabilities in those areas. When Sandra came to us and uh, she applied, so she expressed her interest to come and uh, learn how to do the products and come and see how we can support her. And uh, we've been able to work with her to uplift her product from where it was to where it is right now. We also offer marketing, branding, and advisory services, and all that. And this help is putting some young people's businesses on the country's export map too. Sam Karuhanga from the Uganda Export Promotions Board explains. The diversification of products that we export, now we see uh, the youth are involved most, especially in uh, horticulture-related products. Uh, we're seeing them in sheer beauty products because they're the ones who know their beauty. And many others like commercial handcrafts, those that don't need a lot of capital or don't need a lot of quantities, but uh, small quantities, but high value. Shea is a unique product. It's a shea, a shea tree. It's, uh, in East Africa, it's only grown in northern Uganda, part of it in uh, southern Sudan and Ethiopia, but then uh, lots of it in West Africa. But ours is unique because it's meant for cosmetic. Normally, what has been happening is exporting the bulk used uh, as a bioproduct into other products. But we cannot do that if we don't help the processors like Sandra and the rest to get the right product, the standard product, and find for them the market. The youth in Uganda contribute 20% of the country's total exports, recorded at $309 U.S. million dollars according to Uganda Bureau of Statistics. This is partly attributed to the government's introduction of the National Youth Fund that has established entrepreneurship programs economically empowering young people by starting up enterprises like Sandra's Shear Butter Business that are creating jobs and contributing to national development. For DW, this is Frank Yiga, Uganda. In Ghana, the fashion industry is growing and more and more models from the north of the country are trying to break into the business. That is why more than 200 young men and women turned up to an audition one recent Saturday in the hope that they might be selected for a fashion show. Many of those who turned up had to come in secret as their parents would disapprove of their idea of modelling. 
In the north of Ghana, the community is predominantly Muslim and so choosing to be a model is regarded as taboo. But because of the promise of money and stardom, that's not holding many of these young people back. As Maxwell Sook found out when he attended the auditions. Bring the leg back. Patience Agbeto is calling out instructions to the wannabe models. She's already been working for the Rayas Modeling Agency for two years. Patience explains she was inspired to join the profession by other Ghanaian top models. Actually, I was motivated by a lot of our role models, someone like Belinda Bedu. Supermodel Belinda Bedu is one of Ghana's top international models. Despite her success, she has been busy mentoring younger models and Patience hopes to follow in her footsteps. Dozens of young girls are practicing on the catwalk. They are hoping to be picked to take part in a fashion show in Tamale. Next time you are walking together, you look at her, and then you look at her, then you go together in motion. In the capital Accra, modeling has been growing fast. But in the north, the profession still faces suspicion and prejudice. Isaku Abdul Rashid manages the Rayas Modeling Agency in the north. He is just one of four agencies to have survived in the region, and he said it is hard work staying in business. When we came out with the idea in Tamale here, most people didn't buy it, and they were like, modeling is not accepted, it cannot be done, especially even in Tamale, which is a Muslim-dominated community. But we had to educate the people we started with by letting them understand the positive aspect of it. Rufia is a student nurse and she has totally bought the glamour around the profession. Today she is here in secret, in case people disapprove of her dreams. She knows that some people associate modeling with prostitution and sin. People have this perception that you, you're kind of a bad person, because mostly they see these young girls, that's the models, and shots. That is their mind. But that is not really who we are. Okay, that is our work. If you expose yourself, doesn't really mean that you are a bad person. Okay. Rufia used the word short to mean prostitutes. Even when you win, the negative perceptions toward modeling can still be hurtful. Majid Zabani won the 2017 Savannah Lifestyle Model of the Year competition. You know, modeling is something new to us on this part of the country. So people really don't understand what it is about and there is this misconception about it so some people have had some challenges being models but luckily Maji's parents were positive about his life choices in my case my family is uh, free thinkers they understand that people are different from one another and we have to respect each other's values and aspirations so they supported me even though, like, not being open about it, but then they respected my views and my aspirations. So I did not had any challenges about being a modeling or going into modeling. Just go into the round platform. All of you should just move inside. Sexy and elegant-looking male and female models stand on a round platform, hoping to be selected. Patience explains that they have to be ready for anything if they want to be selected. Before you become a model, you have to know what you are endeavoring into. 
and then you have to be ready to cross limits to get what you want. Getting what you want is one thing, but patience knows that you also have to be careful of exploitations in the modeling industry. She suffered from it herself, she says. I went for auditions, but then somebody who was willing to take me through the auditions was actually asking for sexual interaction before he would get me through. But then I didn't agree because I've also heard rumors about models selling out their bodies, paying in kind to get to shows and stuff. Patients might have managed to avoid paying in kind for her success. But the idea that models are ready to slip their way to the top still persists. Maria Johanna Ani, a fashion stylist in Tamale, is trying to change that with the new generation. How many of you hidden came? Your parents don't know you are here. How many of you? <laughs> yes. I am looking at an age where we don't have to hide from our parents that we are into modeling. And it all depends on what you people do out there. Modeling has nothing to do with promiscuity. There's no relationship between it whatsoever. I haven't heard any study that shows that people who model are promiscuous. She wants to make sure that particularly the young girls don't fall prey to anyone within the industry. And with the young girls, don't allow any men to use you because you are models. Let them know your worth. Let them know your worth. When there are 10 of you and you go for a modeling competition and you, do a day, you all say no to that man, who would he have? But if one of you agrees... There it goes. Talk to yourselves and say no to men when they come to you just because they want you to be models. Modeling is gradually working its way into the mainstream in Ghana. The TV channels broadcast shows like Ghana Most Beautiful, Miss Malaika and Miss Ghana and the agencies which are springing up are working hard to protect their integrity and show that modeling can be a credible and clean profession. But up here in the north, where Muslim attitudes prevail, the agencies and talent scouts realize that the secrecy surrounding many of the young hopefuls auditions here today is something which needs to be combated to protect young people from possible abuse and discrimination both within the industry and when they go back home. For DW, this is Maxwell Souk in Tamale, Ghana. Zimbabwe is continuing to make the headlines. Thousands of people have taken to the streets across the country demanding President Robert Mugabe to step down. Now, President Robert Mugabe resigned, ending his 37-year reign over the country, and there have been wild celebrations with crowd dancing and cheering. All eyes have been on Zimbabwe on social media, and I'm now joined by Sela Oneko, who has been monitoring social media for DW Africa. Sela, it's so good to have you with us. Thanks for having me here. 
Now, fill us in on what's been going on on social media. Yeah, I mean, as you said, everybody was out in the street dancing and celebrating all night, basically. Um, and people were posting photos and videos of the celebrations. And so it's been kind of a very festive mood in Zimbabwe. But people have also, young people have also been asking the question of what comes next. Uh, before Mugabe resigned, before his resignation letter was read out in parliament, there was, for example, a meeting by the Citizens Manifesto, a civil society group, who asked what are the dreams of young Zimbabweans? What do they want for their future? Well, now that Mugabe is going. Now, Vice President Emerson Mnangagwa is to be sworn in as president in the coming days. What do we know about him? Is this good for Zimbabwe? Are people happy that he is to be president? Well, I mean, he was vice president till about two weeks ago. So he has totally been part of the whole uh, ZANU-PF ruling party and the Mugabe regime for the last 37 years. And he's also an old war uh, veteran comrade of Mugabe's, an old comrade in the in the struggle for independence there. So he was very close to Mugabe. So that's why people are asking what um, what can they do to change the next government or the next um, kind of form of, of ruling party that they will have until the elections in, um, in early 2018, in April 2018. And what are the youth actually saying about all this happenings in Zimbabwe? Well, I think they're, I mean, at the moment, I think they're just celebrating, but I think uh, they know that uh, these are the same old people. They, I think maybe some of them are ready to give ZANU PF, uh, Mugabe's party, a chance again. But uh, I think they're very cautious as well. They're people in society who say civil society, opposition uh, and activists should be part of forming a new Zimbabwe so that they can change how things have been run for the last uh, for the last few years. Thank you very much, Sela. We hope that everyone will keep their eyes on social media following Zimbabwe. And remember to visit our Facebook page. That's DW Africa. Thank you, Sela. Thanks. And that brings us to the end of this show. Thanks to our studio team and thank you for tuning in. Join us again next week for another edition of Pulse. I'm Eunice Wanjiro and from all of us here, have a lovely week ahead. <music>